get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Very happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by our friend, the Cardinals insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. She's Katie Wu joining us here on the show as she does each and every Monday morning. Katie, we appreciate the time as always. How was your weekend out in San Francisco? Well, guys, you know, I really want to credit the baseball gods for this off day on Monday because it was quite the weekend being back home. Some great baseball with between the Giants and the Cardinals. I expect that to continue this weekend at Bush Stadium. Just all around a great time. You know, it's always surreal for me to come back home and, and see friends and family. And for it to line up on Mother's Day, I got to have my mom at the game on Sunday. It was just great all around. Katie, what's the go-to in San Francisco? What just um, happened? Hold on. I'm sorry, Katie. Hold on. I think, I think Alex had a mini stroke. I, I felt second. like I did there for a couple of seconds. One more time. Katie, what's the go-to in San Francisco? I, was, I wasn't going to say anything, guys, but I was a little confused. That was weird. Um, it's fine. It's Monday. We'll get through it. Um, I think my, my personal go-to, besides, of course, you know, seeing my grandparents, seeing my family and friends, all of that. I love the ferry building on the Embarcadero um, right near the ballpark. I will take BART, which is like their little subway, from my hotel to the ferry building. They have all these great coffee, food, shops, everything. They have a little bookstore. Um, And then I grab a coffee, and I'll walk the water to the ballpark. And it's just like, it's the little things, right? It's little things that you get to enjoy on road trips. That's my go-to. That is my must-do in San Francisco. Katie, you've been to a lot of ballparks at this point. Where does San Francisco rank on your must-do list for Cardinals fans if they haven't been out there? Oh, it's, it's a must. It's, it's a beautiful stadium, and I promise I'm not biased. I would say this no matter where I'm from. Uh, beautiful stadium, great view, great concessions. Uh, it is just a little cold, but that, that is just Bay Area weather in general. Um, I think it's a top-five ballpark in the country, and if you haven't gone, uh, I, I, you, know, it's, you can see how gorgeous it is on TV, but it really doesn't do it justice until you're there. Um, what I did on, on Saturday and Sunday is I walked to the very top of the ballpark so you could see all the water. I do this for every stadium. Um, but this one's just a little bit different. So definitely, if you're a Cardinals fan, you're looking for good baseball. Giants are a lot like Cardinals, and, and they do things the right way. For example, they were, they've were they so far been the only visiting team to acknowledge uh, Yadier Molina and Albert Pujols in their final season. Just stuff like that. They did a fantastic Buster Posey retirement ceremony. So long-winded way of saying, if you are a Cardinals fan or baseball fan in general and you haven't been to Oracle Park, 
It's a must. Yeah, it was a really cool moment that they had as well for Yachty and Albert. And I did want to ask you a little bit about Yachty, Katie, because he's been playing much better of late. It seems like his timing is getting closer to what he expected it to be. Is that what you're seeing as well? What have you seen from Yachty or Molina over the last week or so? Yeah, absolutely, BK. I think you nailed about this, what he said about the timing. Um, you know, when Yachty comes in late to spring training, he didn't get as many as live at-bats as he wanted. He said it, the team has said it, and that's part of the reason why he was playing, I don't want to say sporadically, but not as often as we'd see or expect to. We're still not going to see Yadier Molina play every day and, and rack up the playing time that he has done throughout his career just because he's a 39-year-old catcher, and the Cardinals do want to see what they have in Andrew Kisner, of course. But offensively, he was really slow uh, in coming along just because he didn't have the live at-bats. He didn't have the timing. He was still cashing his feel. Now we're seeing him getting settled in a little bit. It was going to take a, a few weeks, I think, for us to see that result. But the at-bats, the quality of the at-bats, and the contact has looked a lot better. So, Katie, I want to go to uh, the Dakota Hudson start because I know BK likes talking bad about John G- or, uh, Dakota Hudson, calls him John Gant all the time. Yes or no, BK? Not exactly, but go ahead, man. Okay. Katie, how concerned <laughs> should we be about Dakota Hudson? You know, I think it's I think it's still a little bit early to sound the alarm on any of the starters, but the walks are a concern, and the reason why I'm comfortable saying that is because the walks were a concern before the Tommy John surgery. Right? He's a sunker ball guy, just kind of like, like we see with TJ McFarland. So the sinker ball is going to result in a lot of ground balls. When you have a defense like that, and we've talked about this before with an assortment of Cardinals pitchers, you can get away with the contact on the ground. Now, those things are going to get through every now and then. Ground balls get through. That is the nature of the game. And if you're a sinker ball pitcher that relies heavily on that, you know, that's just kind of something that you incorporate into your game. But if you're going to do that, you really have to limit the free passes, the walks. Um, and this has been an issue with, with Dakota, again, since before the Tommy John surgery. Um, that is my biggest concern is if you, again, if you are going to be a sinker ball pitcher that – lives by the ground ball, dies by the ground ball. You can't be giving teams, especially good teams like the Giants, an opportunity to take three passes there. Giants have really good plate discipline. Um, teams that you're going to see like the Dodgers, teams that you're going to see like the Padres, teams like the Brewers, they have good plate discipline. So you have to live in the strike zone there. You can't really worn out pitches that aren't competitive. Um, and I've, We saw that with Dakota, and we saw that come back to bite him. Obviously something he needs to work on. He said it in his post game last, uh, last afternoon. You know, walks are just not competitive, and, and that's something that Dakota needs to improve on because he can thrive with the sinker ball if he has command of it. Yeah, and that's that's kind of been my point on him for what it's worth, Katie. Like, I, I was much more encouraged by his game against Kansas City when he had nine hits against him than I was yesterday, for example, when he's given away those free passes. And it's as much about the balls as it is the walks. Like, it, just because you don't get to that four-ball count, he, when you're throwing less than 50% strikes, it, it's really concerning but again, you're like you said, he's coming back from Tommy John, so there is a, a little bit of runway there for him. The guy that impressed me, though, over the weekend, Katie, one of many, actually, is Juan Yepes. He's been outstanding basically since the moment that he came up to the big leagues. And at this point, he's nine for 17, three doubles, a home run since he's uh, been brought up. Has he earned himself a spot on the roster even after they get Edmundo Sosa back from the COVID IL? That's a good question, and not something that I directly asked Ollie Marmel yesterday. I did ask him, though, why he, we're seeing so much of Juan Yepes in the lineup. I mean, he's started every game since being called up. He's seen significant playing time. And Ollie was honest in saying it's the quality of the at-bats. It's the quality of contact. You know, obviously the matchups are important, and this is what he said. He's always going to pay attention to the matchups versus righty, lefty, and so on. But he could not justify taking out a hitter 
that is putting together and compiling such competitive at-bats and having great quality in what he's looking for at the plate. So I think he's certainly making a case. I mean, we've seen Yepes get the starts over Brennan Donovan and Corey Dickerson. Um, we've seen him be trusted in the five hole already off the bat. Um, I think he certainly is making a case for it. And for, for me, it's about how Yepes is carrying himself. He has such poise and such a calm demeanor. I mean, he's talking to Albert Pujols, who's helping him fix his, his stance in the cage. He's talking to Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt and Yadier Molina, taking in as much information as he can. On Sunday morning, Sundays uh, on the final days of the series, teams don't usually take BP out on the field. There's not really a lot of guys out there except they need some extra work. But there was Juan Yepes in the dugout signing autographs for the fans that were there. Mm. He just really kind of embraced. I thought it was a really cool moment, um, his, his moment here. And uh, I think the home run on Mother's Day with his family in the stands was just the cherry on top to what has been probably one of the coolest weeks of his life. And it'll be interesting. Again, it's a good problem for the Cardinals to have um, with their depth because he's certainly making it hard for them to consider sending him back down to Memphis. Well, and it was the players' response to to it as well. The home run, like the celebration of a couple of those guys in the dugout. You could tell that they love having this guy on the team. Katie, with that being said, what do you think the corresponding move might look like when Edmundo Sosa returns? Because so many people have been talking about Paul DeYoung, Edmundo Sosa, shortstop. What are they going to do with that position? You know, I think... I think it will just kind of depend on how the Cardinals look against the Orioles. And then there is no kind of update on Sosa or Adam Wainwright either at this point. Um, I would think if Yepes continues to, to showcase what he has in his brief time with the Cardinals, that it would be really difficult for them to send them down. And if you bring Sosa, you kind of have that infield versatility back. So maybe that would be Brendan Donovan, who is not getting the, as many at-bats as the Cardinals would like him to. That's something Ali has said that over the weekend, that he didn't get Donovan in as much as he wanted to see him. So maybe that's the move just because they have the infield versatility with Sosa back and because in AAA, Donovan will get the at-bats that the Cardinals want him to have. Um, but it, it, it's tricky. It depends. I, I think Paul DeYoung with the at-bats have looked better. He's certainly trending in a better direction. Is the overall uh, quality of product there offensively? No, not yet. But he is giving them signs that he's going to turn it around. Uh, the defense had a couple of bloopers. You know, of course, over the weekend, but for the most part has been very solid. So if I had to pick one guy out, it's probably Donovan. But again, as we know, with this team, things change all the time. So, so stay tuned there. Final question that I've got for Katie Wu, the Cardinals insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. By the way, she's going to be filling in on the morning show tomorrow from hey. 7 to 10 a.m. alongside uh, Randy Carricker. Very excited to hear that. So you will hear that tomorrow right here on 101 ESPN from 7 to 10 o'clock. Uh, over the weekend, I saw a quote. I, I think it was Derek Gould who tweeted about, uh, tweeted it out about how Ollie Marmel said that DeYoung is his choice to win right now because of defense. I, I don't know what the context was of that statement, but I really really like the idea of just keeping Tommy Edmond at second base, Katie. I I think he's been outstanding so far this year defensively there. I don't want to move the guy that is awesome when I can move other pieces around. Is there any chance in your mind that Tommy Edmond all year long just bats lead off and is your everyday second baseman, or is that me fighting a losing battle? I think that would just depend on how Nolan Gorman was fit to designate a hitter position because the Cardinals have said, all along, both John Mazzalock and Ollie Marmel, that when Nolan Gorman gets to the big leagues, he is going to play every day. Now, in whatever capacity that is, that's pretty unclear. That's, that's part of the, the bonus that comes with having the element of depth that the Cardinals do have. But I'm tell, I'll tell you this, 
BK, it is really difficult to imagine where this team would be without Tommy Edmond. And it seems like, once again, he's Mr. Underrated just because he's so reliable in, in every element that he does. And talking to guys like Paul DeYoung and Nolan Arenado over the weekend, they both said it unprompted. Tommy Edmond is the perfect Cardinal. I mean, you just think about how he plays, how he shines, his defense, his base running, and he has a little bit of power when he needs to all compliments the team really well. Um, he's really thrived in that leadoff position. He's made the changes from the left-hand side. And he's not only doing gold glove caliber work again at second base, but he's getting even better from where he was last year. So I can totally understand where the Cardinals are coming from and saying, you know, we don't want to move Tommy Edmond or we really have to value the defense that he brings because almost every day Tommy Edmond does something stellar at second base. So it's hard to justify even considering moving a guy that is so good right now, but is also showing signs of getting even better. Um, again, good problem to have. We haven't seen a lot of depth with the Cardinals over the last couple of years, but this farm system, especially at the AAA level, is making it a little difficult in a good way to have these conversations. She's Katie Wu. Again, you can find her work over at The Athletic. She had a piece earlier today on Juan Yepes and his weekend out in San Francisco. You can follow her on Twitter. You can find the piece there at Katie J. Wu. Katie, we appreciate the time as always. Have a safe flight back here, here to St. Louis, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, guys. I'll, I'm sure I'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one.